You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about our 2024 reader resolutions and how we did on 2023s. Mm, How did we do? Let's see how we did. Plus, a special little New Year's segment about books we are looking forward to. I thought you were going to just stop there like, yes, it's about books. About. (laughs) This is a whole podcast about books, but also that segment is also about books. Mm -hmm. The ones that we're most looking forward to. In 2024. But first, Bria, what are you reading? So my friend who runs my book club got me a present for my birthday and um, uh, I just started it, but I'm really enjoying it. It's called, you've maybe read this. It's called Murder at the Circus, and it's by Lee Strauss. It is from no. part of the Ginger Gold Mysteries. This is actually number 17 in the book series, but oh I guess God. she's read, like, all of them. She loves them, but she, like, likes this one a lot. And, you know, it's a, it's a circus. It's basically a circus cozy mystery. Oh, Okay. I am interested. Okay, I just started it, but from what I can tell, this woman, Ginger Reed, I'm kind of looking at the description, whose name is Lady Gold. She has a son who runs away to the circus, and then there is, like, a murder that happens there, and then she comes and, like, solves it. So it's like a murder— oh, cozy Murder, murder at the Circus, baby. Cozy murder mystery, literally called Murder at the Circus. Oh. Um, uh, and, I mean, listen, I'm jumping in number 17. I cannot tell. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> there was, like, one setup thing that I was like, okay, I guess that's, like— her adopted son, but they explained it. But everything else, really fun, really enjoying it. Again, I just started it, but exciting to be starting with a with a cozy mystery this year. Very fun. Mm-hmm. What are you reading? Uh, it's we're still in December twenty twenty three. Yes, here. Oh, not yeah, when you're true. not when you're listening. I to was this. pretending like we were recording this in January. You just no. like you got rid of the the roof, the veil of illusion. <laughs> Sorry, folks, we're recording this in December, and for some reason unknown to. God and man, I am still reading 2023 books. And this is one of those books that like took a really long time for me to get from the library. And I wish that I had gotten it earlier. It's a super buzzy book. It's The Vaster Wilds by Lauren Groff. And it is, at least so far, a fucking banger. Is it Florida? Uh, No. Not Florida. It takes place in colonial America. Oh, fun. And it's about this young girl. She's a servant and she escapes from the colony, like the house that she is there, is living in. I love books that are written like this. Like she is, she calls herself unlettered. Like she can't read, she can't write. And, you know, in colonial America, they didn't have a great understanding of science or anything. So you can tell that there's some kind of sickness that has taken over the house that she's been in, but you don't know what it is. Mm. And she kind of sees the writing on the wall and is like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So she steals a bunch of clothes, like outdoor clothes and escapes. And she has nothing with her, barely. She has like just like someone's boots that she stole and like a cloak that she stole. But she is very much imbued with the belief in God. Like she mm-hmm. feels like God is with her and it is giving her strength. And she basically goes on this like adventure through colonial America trying to survive. I'm not very far in, but I know that what she ends up finding, I think it gets a little bit maybe surreal or supernatural or oh. something. And I know that her beliefs Everything that she believes about herself and God and what civilization is kind of gets upended by this adventure that she has. And it's very, it's written in like very sparse prose and it's. Oh, it's, I love this. It's really good so cool. far. It's like, and I know some scary shit is going to happen because it's described as part historical, part horror, part thriller, part survival tale in cool. the wilderness. And I was like, I'll take that. I'll take that mashup. Yeah. I'll take that all day. So I'm really enjoying it so far. So that's The Vaster Wilds by Lauren Groff. And mine is Murder at the Circus by Lee Strauss. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Alex wrote in to say, hi, Brian Mallory. I was hammock reading the other day. Ooh. Ooh. 
watching the birds eating from the two bird feeders in my yard that, that did not exist before last year when it hit me. Readers become bird people once they start reading outside. <laughs> in my own bird person transformation, it started with one bird feeder and turned into a new bird feeder after the squirrels broke the first one. And that meant I needed a squirrel feeder and then it it's spiraled from there. I can see it. I can outdoor see it. Re- the outdoor reader to bird person pipeline. Mm-hmm. I did not. I have never thought about it before, but it really makes sense. It does. Totally makes sense. I love it. Um, Tori wrote in and said, hey, y'all, I love your podcast as always. And I was so glad I got to meet Mallory earlier this year at the Ripped Bodice for Diana Biller's book talk and signing for the Hotel of Secrets. Hey, I hey, remember this. Hi, nice. Tori. Um, I just wanted to respond to the person who said that they bit their nails while reading because honestly, same. And what I do really helped me. I tried a fidget toy, but it was hard to hold and read at the same time. So I got a spinner ring. Okay, <gasps> interesting. That is uh, so smart. They're pretty cheap and you can hold a book and spin the ring at the same time time and it's still something on your hand that's not actively messing up your nails. They have a ton of gender neutral options as well. Just make sure to read reviews so your finger doesn't turn green with the cheap shit. (laughs) Tori, this is... Anyway, y'all are the best and keep up the good work. I've written a few times and y'all always respond on the show and I really love how active you are with the bookish community. Thanks. I'm literally googling spinner ring right now. Are you looking at them right now? Should I add a couple to our Amazon wish list so people can buy them for us? Okay, exciting. Spinner ring. Because we said a fidget toy. Yeah, but, this but is I cool. did not think about a spinner ring. And okay, I, I don't want even, one. I don't even really know. Oh, spinner ring. Oh, okay. So there are rings you spin. I imagined like something with like a little, like a little, like, you know those hats with like a thingy on the top? <laughs> like I thought it was like that, but this is a ring you <laughs> spin. Spin. Yeah. No, it's like a, it's a wide ring with a smaller ring on top of it that you can spin oh. on the on the larger ring. Okay, interesting. I okay. love that you're thinking of like having a giant lollipop and a spinner hat. <laughs> That's what I thought, but it was a ring. It was a ring. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah, we got to try this because I am very interested. Oh, and they're pretty, they're very affordable, like 10 bucks, you know? Yeah, I want one really You can also get them for 70 bucks. I love but... to fidget while I read, so I should get one anyway because I just love fiddling around with things. Yeah. Tori, this is a... Hot book tip. Hot book tip. Hot fidget tip. Mm-hmm. So Liz wrote in with a wheelhouse, which is books about books, teens with magic who fuck shit up, modern myth retelling, and romance, especially when it's gay. Yep, the glasser. Mm. <laughs> you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we talk about our 2024 reader resolutions, we're going to take a quick break. Reading Glasses is brought to you in part this week by Green Chef. Elevate your everyday wellness with the number one meal kit for clean eating and discover new gut-friendly recipes each week. Hey, there's something new with Green Chef. This is new. So listen, check it out. This is exciting. Green Chef's new Gut and Brain Health Meal Plan includes a mouthwatering array of nutritious dinners, clean snacks, and functional drinks crafted to actively support the well-being of your gut, and enhance cognitive health. With Green Chef, you can count on meals that are good for your taste buds, good for your body, and good for the planet. Here's the thing. Y'all know I have a sensitive gut. You know that I don't eat a lot of things. And when I saw that Green Chef was offering this, I was very excited. I already like Green Chef. I already like not having to worry about what I'm going to be cooking or what I'm going to be making for dinner. But then they also have a gut healthy one, one that's going to help your gut get healthy. That's so exciting for me. And hey, for you, because you can go to Green Chef 
dot com slash 60 glasses and use code 60 glasses to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. Whoa, that's so much. Okay, so that's greenchef.com slash 60 glasses and code 60 glasses to get 60% off plus 20% of your next two months. Glasses. The following are real reenactments of pretend emergency calls. 911. My husband! It's my husband! Calm down, please. What about your husband? He, he loads the dishwasher wrong. Please help. Please help me. Where are you now, ma'am? At the kitchen table. I was with my dad. He mispronounced his words intentionally. There are plenty of podcasts on the hunt for justice, but only one podcast has the courage to take on the silly crimes. Judge John Hodgman the only true crime podcast that won't leave you feeling sad and bad and scared for once. Only on MaximumFun.org. This week, Happy New Year, folks! It's 2024, and it's another year of reading. This will be our seventh year of reading glasses, and we are thrilled you're here with us for another year of slide whistles. And seventh year? Seventh year. Oh, you just, that just blew my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> another, another year of slide whistles, Sarah's, and horny fairies. We are going to discuss our reader resolutions for 2024 and see how we did with 2023s. All I right. just want to say, Mallory has become such a glasser that she now spells fairies like in Emily Wilde's I know. I didn't even mean, I don't, that I is do not like, know when that happened. Okay, because we write these things down and I saw that and I'm like, wait a second. I used that to is, write it with an I. That is. And the, now I write it with an E. Now you've come over. Emily Wilde has gotten you. She has gotten me. And yeah. I, I did not, like, I noticed that when I was writing this episode and I was like, when did that fucking happen? That's amazing. So I, and I guarantee you within a year, there'll be another vowel in there. Yeah. <laughs> happening. This is a deep cut. Sorry for just now tuning in for the first time. All right, Bria. So I may, I pulled our resolutions from last year. We're going to see how we did. Oh, what was your first resolution? Do the reading glasses challenge. How'd you do? Well, I did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it took me most of the year. I remember yeah. I was, I was coming in, I was coming in hot on a couple of them where I was like, Ooh, I got to get that done before the end of the year, but mm-hmm. did it. Um, what was your first one? I wanted to try tracking my daily page count. Wow. Both in reading and I writing. I remember, I think I said, wow, when you when you brought this up the first time. And I failed. Okay. <laughs> so, I failed for a couple of reasons. One, I ended up hating it. Oh. Because. Yeah, this is hard. It was too you much tra- math at the end of reading a book. Well, Ugh. What honestly ended up breaking me was because I read so much on my phone now, and I changed the font size, and I do a lot of audiobook stuff, and I didn't know how to quantify that. Oh, yeah. And then it, then it would frustrate me because if I did nothing but phone reading that day, like say I was reading an arc, then I was like, well, how do I even put this down? Like, yeah, that sucks. It was, I didn't like doing it. Okay. It ended up being too annoying because I already keep my, my top secret book tracking journal and I didn't want to, ha- like, I ended up not liking having a page tracking journal at, at the same time. I'm glad I tried it because now I know my limits of what I find annoying and useless. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad that I tried because I was very curious about it. And I thought, like, it might be interesting. I thought it might motivate me, but it just made me annoyed. Mm-hmm. And now I have to figure out what to do with this notebook that I bought. What was your next resolution? 12 graphic novels and two books of poetry. So it's a graphic novel mm-hmm. a month, two books of poetry. And I did do this by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> like, okay, we, we do have a couple more weeks of December when we're recording this. But I snuck in, like, 
one graphic novel right before we recorded this, like yesterday. Um, I, like, but it, won, it was one I already read, which there was nothing. There was nothing stopping me from doing that. But it was good. I liked doing this. I will probably do more of this, but I'm not going to make it a resolution. But yes, that I I did it. Barely. Uh, what about you? What was your next one? I wanted to read in public more. Oh, yeah. After a real public reader. You public to... reader. Public reader number one, Mario. Yes. <laughs> uh, after, you know, years of quarantine and pandemic and COVID, I like my, one of my favorite things in the world to do is read at a bar. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to get back in the habit of doing that. And this one I did. Great. And I loved it. It helped that I traveled a lot this year for work and I got out a lot more. I'll definitely just keep this going in 2024 for sure. It's just so nice to like take a little moment to yourself and especially for us as professional book podcasters sometimes Mm -hmm. reading can feel like homework or something you need to tick off a list and it felt really nice to be like I'm at this nice little bar I'm gonna get myself a nice little cocktail and just like read for a little bit and I'm happy that I did that Mm -hmm. Uh, what was your next one tackle my backlist a bit more that was something that I felt like I had not done like Mm -hmm. I felt like I was reading a lot of new books but not books that had just been waiting for me for a long time so just as the person who is your book podcast co-host? My, I feel like you did a good job with this. this I feel year. like you're the like. What are you? My you're like the partner that. What do you call that? Where they make sure you do the thing, or you're like, oh, I have to have this person who like they go to the gym too, and they're the what do you oh, call accountability? It? Yeah, thank you. Wow, why could I not think of that word? I think yes. you. I think you did a good job I think with I, this. Okay, good. I kind of like don't know. I didn't do the calculations, but I feel like I did. Every like, time, like it feels like most of the time when we talked about what we're reading off air, I'd be like, oh, are you reading any new releases? And you'd be like, no, I'm reading this other thing that I yeah, wanted to yeah, read. Yeah, yeah, that I always wanted like, to read. Go Bria. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that was good. It was like. For me, it was taking pressure off myself to read as many new books, which I feel like we feel like we have to do on the show. And it's like, no, I need to read the ones that I know I'm going to like and mm-hmm. then take some shots on some other new ones. But otherwise, I'm going to wait and see if people liked these new books. Before <laughs> I'm going to quit diving into these new books and have so many that I'm like, eh. You know, like and reading these backlist ones that already have like a good reputation has been really fun. What about you? You have one more? I have one more. Okay. And I wanted to be more social with my reading. Oh. I wanted to ask my friends, you know, more often what they're reading or what they've read recently. And this one I did. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was, I had a lot of fun with it and I ended up having a lot of great conversations with friends about books, people that I don't normally think about as in my book, like people I don't normally consider to be like book friends. Yeah. Like I, I traveled a lot this year and I'd see friends that I hadn't seen in a while. And I'd be like, what are you reading? Like, have you read anything good? And I always had a great conversation with somebody. Great. Definitely something I want to keep in the habit of going forward in the future. Just, you know, re- resolution aside, it was just really fun. And it was always something unexpected. And I think that we've talked on the show a little bit about how, you know, we're so in the book world and we think of bookish people who are, their name's Sarah. They have a tote bag full of books. They're wearing a bookish t-shirt. Like they're like just so hyper hyperbolic about their book love. And so are we that there are people in my life that like books, but aren't necessarily like wearing a hat that says I'm bookish. <laughs> and like, it, uh, wait, should we put that in our merch store? Well, should that say, be in our merch store? <laughs> should we make a hat? I would wear that hat. Um, it felt nice to to be reminded reminded that like there's all kinds of readers like if you like reading you are a reader even if you don't read 30 books a month Mm -hmm. um and it was nice to be like oh yeah i can ask like almost all the people in my life about books and this was awesome i love that yeah it was great so you did all of yours i did them and i did two out of three which feels that's great still a failing grade but but uh, you know what (laughs) 
Well, according to who? I'm not mad School, about the failure who cares? because I'm glad I learned. I feel like I learned something. And you learned about yourself. Yes. So Mo- not so bad. I think we did pretty dang good. I think that we so did good. better with this than most years. Yeah. I think we did pretty great. We are going to talk about our resolutions for this year. But first, you can send your thoughts on your 2023 reader resolutions to readingglassespodcast.gmail.com. Before we talk about 2024's resolutions, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, it's a new year. Maybe as you've been thinking about microdosing, this might be the time for you to start. And Reading Glasses is brought to you today by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver the perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Look, You've heard us talk about it before. It's microdosing, right? It's when you get to feel just a little bit better, you can kind of feel at peace. You know how when you take a shower after a long workout? It's like that. Or you, you know, you sit down just to relax your focus. Maybe you get a little bit energized from it. You can get into the zone. People use microdosing for all sorts of things from calming down to revving up to whatever you need it for. And microdose gummies can really help you get there. So get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code glasses. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code glasses for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code GLASSES. GLASSES. Hi, uh, this is Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cation. And we have a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun. And it's very exciting because what do we talk about? Comedy. Stand-up comedy. We both do stand-up comedy and have since the dawn of well, Christ. Well, Jackie. Is that offensive? It is offensive to me because you've aged me. <laughs> Uh, we started in the late 80s, and we're still here. You can't kill us. So go to the Jackie and Lori Show on Max Fun and listen to that. The Jackie and Lori Show. New episodes Monday, only on MaximumFun.org. Okay, now let's look forward. We're in a new year. We need a new batch of reader resolutions. What are our resolutions for 2024? What is your first one? Okay, can I just say, wait, I'm going to take a bird's eye view for a second. I had a lot of resolutions this last year. I'm Mm -hmm. a big resolution person. I love a change, a life change. I love making myself do something (laughs) because I wrote it down in January. (laughs) And I I love it. I I really do. But this year, I kind of overdid it. Like, I had way too many. Um, And so I'm keeping this whole year light for me. I think that's a great thing. I think you kind of did this last year. Or maybe it was the year before. One year, you were like, I'm kind of done with resolutions this year. And I think I need to do that. You need need a a break year. I need a break year where less expectations and kind of do the things that I want to do. But Mm -hmm. I love tracking. I do love tracking. And I have, you know, we talk about a lot about tracking your reading on here. And I want to join StoryGraph and be serious about it. I want to be serious about Story. Me and StoryGraph are going steady. And I'm on there, but I'm not good at keeping up with it. And everyone at the end of the year gets a little graph of their reading. And, I want and you that. just want that graph. That's exactly what I'm 
I have no, I mean, other reasons too. It's not owned by Amazon. It's like, you, you know. spent this whole December looking at people's graphs and going, I want that. I do. You do. It's, yeah. the, it's the Spotify of reading, it you know. It really is. And tells you about yourself. So I'm going to join StoryGraph this year and try to keep up with it. Right now I do Goodreads, but it's very much a like, hey, this got five stars because I read it. You know, I'm not also, very. Goodreads is not like fun to use anymore. I It's it's very much for me a, a journal, like a, yeah. a reading tracking journal where I'm like, oh, I read this and I just need to write it down because I'm in bed right now and I'm about yeah. to fall asleep and I need to write down that I read the book. Mm-hmm. I have my own like other journal. Anyway, StoryGraph. That's my first one. What's your first one? I want to read more short story collections. Oh, I love this. Like how many? Well, I think I want to do five. Oh, wow. I'm going to try to do, or I think it's a reasonable amount okay. considering the amount of, the percentage five is out of the books that I typically read in a year. Because whenever I read one, I'm always like, wow, I love this. Why don't I read more fucking short story collections? And then I forget and I wait a few months and I pick up another one and I'm like, wow. Why don't I read more short story collections? So I'm going to say right now that I want to read at least five short story collections. Like I was reading um, uh, 19 Claws and a Blackbird mm-hmm. last year. And I was like, this is great. It's so, I think they're great before bed reading because they yeah. have an end. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you're not like, you, you're getting a little bite-sized piece of story, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't feel like, oh my God, I want to stay up because the, that little story, story has ended. ended. It is done. So uh, I want to keep doing that. I've been reading them before bed. And yeah, I want to get through five this year. I'm excited about it. What's your next one? Um, the Reading Glasses Challenge. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one. I'm, I'm sure you're going to do it too. But I just, you know, it's good for me to put it on my list and go, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the Reading off. Glasses Challenge. You know, and I and we have some fun stuff on there. If you didn't listen to the last episode we did where we revealed it, you can go to our Instagram. You can go to the website. Please check it out. We have all sorts of, we have activities and books. I always have a good time doing it, so I'm going to yeah, do that. I think that's a good thing to put on the list. Uh, what's your next one? I want to read at least two books a week. Whoa, that's a lot of books. I didn't read as much as I wanted to this year. And this is this happens to me every fucking year. You never read as much as you want to. I never do. And But a big part of it, and People in my life always have to remind me of this. Well, one, I had a lot of work travel this year, which is disruptive for me. But I'm on I'm a history writer. I'm a nonfiction writer. I read so much for work. Yeah. And I'm always like, man, I didn't read enough this year. And then either But you don't count those books. Yeah. And then Lauren, my best friend, is like, Mallory, how many books did you read for the new books that you're working on? And I'm like, well, probably like 40 or 50. (laughs) And she's like, uh (laughs) well. So you don't want to read more books, you want to count your books differently. I just want to read more pleasure books. Oh, oh, oh. So you're not, okay. This is not about the number. It's, it's about not the, about the number. Okay, I see, I It's see. that I think because I have, like, especially the last two adult books that I worked on, Girly Drinks and uh, insert title here that I think I'm going to be able to announce very soon. Ooh. You know, I just, because I, I, like, I spend eight hours a day reading these books, when I'm done for work, I want to play video games. I want to play World of Warcraft. Uh-huh. I want to watch a documentary about cults. Yeah, because you've been reading all day. Yeah, I want to look at the fountain pen Reddit for three hours. Like, <laughs> I, But I do kind of wish I spent more of that reading, just fun reading. Got it. And it gets behind. And then at the end of the month, I'm like, man, I did not read enough books. And not just because I have to read books for work, but also I feel like I just miss reading as much as I used to. And I, the thing is, from a numerical standpoint, I do because of all the work reading, reading that I do. But I want to shift that balance a little bit. And uh, I'm, I still have to do a lot of work reading. I'm still a history writer. But I think putting that goal of two books a week, that's very doable for me. And you and I are such, we're upholders, baby. Yeah, I know. And just having that one little Ooh. goal like to tick off, that could be enough to make me go, do I want to play World of Warcraft for six hours? Or I can be like, you can play World of Warcraft for three hours and read for the other three. <laughs> like, I, I, I think I need that little kick. Got it. Got it. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. What is your next one? That's a lot of books, by the way. Um, <laughs> that, That's like 104 books. 
Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a lot of books. I'm going to say, we just did this thing last year where we mapped our books. I'm going to keep mapping. I'm going to keep my mapping going. You loved that map. Here's the thing. I love writing down the things that I've done. I like. I love a checklist. I love a to do. I love a. This is I love I'm surprised quanti- you're not a fountain pen person. I, uh, no. Oh well. Because no. you love journals. So no. Much. It's more that I love quantifying that, mm-hmm. and like so I can know that it happened. I don't know what it is, but I'm like didn't happen unless I wrote it down somewhere. It's like, gonna be great for the future Bria Grant biographer. I listen. They have a lot to work with. <laughs> they have so much to work with. So I'm gonna keep the map going where I'm gonna write down places where the books I've read take place, and I'm going to keep mapping them, and I'll let you know how the map goes. So are you keeping the same map? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I'm just going to keep the map going. So it'll be the map I started in 2023. That's so fun. And eventually, like maybe in 40 years, I'll have read books in every place. And if I don't, I'll be like, man, I really got to go to, you know, uh, the panhandle of Texas and read a book there. (laughs) Like I got to, you know, like I got to figure these out. So I'm just going to keep doing it. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. What's your next one? My next one's kind of weird. Okay. As a nonfiction writer. Yes. Professionally. Yes. uh, I want to read more nonfiction. Oh, I like that. Okay. I think I've been shying away from it again because last year I wrote a lot. I wrote a book and I wrote a book with somebody else that hasn't been announced yet. And I don't like reading nonfiction while I'm working because I don't want to influence the work that I'm doing. So I don't want anything like any other nonfiction styles in my head. Like I remember when I was working on my first book, Lady from the Black Lagoon, I was reading Priest Daddy and I could Mm -hmm. feel myself starting to get into that like, I see, jokey, absurdist way that she writes. And I was like, oh, I can't have this in my head. But when I'm not writing, I should be inhaling nonfiction because the thing is, I love it. I write it because I love it. I love history. I love science. I love memoir so much. And I used to read so much more of it. I feel like at the end of every year, I used to have like three, at least three or four nonfiction books on my best of list. And I don't do that anymore because I'm not reading as much of it. And I have a few that I was really interested in last year and I just didn't get to it. So uh, I also want to do more audiobooks. So I think this combines perfectly because yeah. I love nonfiction on audio. So more nonfiction books this year. Great. Do you have any more? Nope. So I have a weird one okay. for my last one and I okay. don't want any glassers to be offended by this. Uh-oh. It's that she's going to come to all your houses and <laughs> tell you you suck. <laughs> Don't be offended. <laughs> um, I want, and, and it's not just reading glasses. I want this. It's not, it's not, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> Are you bringing out with me? <laughs> no, no, I want my, basically, I just want my work in general to influence my reading life less. Oh, okay. So the. The other things that I, I already, my other resolutions were about my my writing life influence my reading, influencing my reading less. And I want this show to influence my reading life less. You know more than anybody else in the world how stressed out I get about reading new releases for this show. Yes. To make sure that I am. As your accountability partner, I will say you read so many new releases and I think you thought a lot of them were duds. I did. You There were ones you're like, I just read like three new books and they all sucked. And I'm like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But I feel so beholden. I want, well, not beholden because I don't want the glassers to feel like they're putting this pressure on me. I'm putting this pressure on myself. Like, yeah. I want, I'm like, I'm a book podcaster. I got to be reading the newest, hottest releases, give the freshest, hottest book news to the glassers. And, you know, I want to have a lot of titles to pick from from our best of the year. Like when I say we prep for that episode all year, it's so true. Yeah. You know, and I want to make sure that I'm reading as widely as I can. Also, like those, as much as I wish they didn't, those people who send really mean emails because we don't talk about the genres they want us to talk about and we talk about genre titles, uh-huh. they sometimes get in my head. Yeah. So they shouldn't. I know, I know, but it sometimes they do. And so I'm like, well, there's that haunted house book I really want to read, but no, I'm going to read some other, other of these things because I'm trying to read more widely. And I, I think I just, I want to read what I want to do you more can often. Take your own advice. I need to take my own advice. Yeah. I, I give book 
advice professionally and I need to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it is hot, fresh new releases and books that I'm excited about. But sometimes it's a lot of backless horror and mm-hmm. weird books. And this is our show. People got to deal with haunted houses and spaceships and fairies. Like, yep. And I, I think that is something that a lot of people who work on the Internet, like an arc that a lot of people go through is like you start to make something and then it's very hard not to succumb to the pressures of people who and admittedly most of them don't even listen to the show a lot but wish but want that like there's some people who start listening to reading glasses and they're mad that it's where this is not a show that they wanted it to be yes and they they write in and say mean things yeah don't write it's just quit listening we don't care (laughs) clearly i care a little bit (laughs) you you do care but they can quit i'm trying to care less yeah and i what i'm trying to arc back towards you know we recorded an episode recently i think it was our best of the year episode where we talked about how like fuck this is our show and like i i'm i'm i feel like i'm finally starting to move more closer to that place of like yeah this is our podcast and we're going to talk about the kind of books that we like and we do our best you know to try to keep try to recommend a wide swath of books we recommend a lot of different types we do a lot of different episodes on different types of books but at our core we are genre readers yeah and I want to just like lean into that more and let my reading life be just guided by more of what I like. Because last year I worked my fucking ass off reading as many new releases as I could, as widely as I could. And I still had two haunted house books. Yeah. On my house. <laughs> it's just what I like. I can't help it. That's no matter what I do, I'm always going to come back to this. So why don't I just lean into it and like, and, and read what I enjoy. So I want to do that. I want, and, and the thing is, Again, most of the glassers, they don't give a shit. No. They are like, Mallory, be happy. And mm-hmm. I love you all for it. And mm-hmm. you're all so wonderful. And the people who actually like really listen to the show and support us never, ever say anything like that. And mm-hmm. they're always like, yeah, talk about whatever you want. And like our actual listeners are the best people on yeah. earth. We love the glassers. I cannot love the community around this podcast even more. So I think I just want to focus on them, the people who are yeah. Who care about us and are really excited about this show and uh, just want us to read whatever makes us happy and just like get get all of that criticism out of my head and read as many weird books about grieving families and a new house <laughs> as I possibly can. <laughs> just be happy about it. Um, so you can send your 2024 reader resolutions to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. All right. Now doing a special little New Year's segment. Mm. We're not solving a book problem. We're not answering any or testing out any book tech. This is a special brand new first episode of the year segment for our members. If you are a Maximum Fund member who supports reading glasses, you know that we've been releasing quarterly most anticipated books episodes. You can get in on those, including all the back episodes by signing up to support us at MaximumFun.org slash join. And we wanted to give you a little taste of that and show you what it's like when you listen to those episodes. So to do so, we're going to talk about a few 2024 releases that we're really excited about. This is going to be, a, I mean, every year is a great year for books, but there's a few that we are particularly pumped about. What is your first one, Bria? So as has been my tradition, um, I'm excited to start the year with the new Sean McGuire entry into the Wayward Children series. You don't have to have read the last couple of books to know what the series is about. Usually there are a lot of one-shots. I don't actually know if this is a one-shot or not, but it's called Mislaid in Parts Un known and it's part of this series that I just really love and apparently this one is oh it goes back to the wayward children's school look if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about go back and read the first one and you can come and read the rest of them but um they're all really good it's about children who kind of go to magical Narnia lands and then come back and don't know how to deal with the real world I love them I'm very excited it's out in January um and I'll be reading that sucker as soon as I get it what what are you excited about (sighs) 
This is one of the. Ooh. It's big. Mallory wrote this in all caps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is one of the most, not just anticipated this year. This book has been anticipated for several years while she's been writing it. Great. It is Kelly Link's first novel. Ooh. It's called The Book of Love. Okay. It is about three teenagers in a small seaside, Massachusetts town. And almost a year after they've disappeared and have been presumed dead, they find themselves reappeared in, inside one of their high school classrooms. And all of a sudden, they find themselves in the throes of having to do these magical tasks. Ooh, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. Sounds wonderful. And they can't return to their family and friends until they've completed them. But they can't tell anybody what they've been doing or where they have been. And they kind of find themselves like, in caught up in this sort of supernatural power struggle between these different entities and those, just these three teenagers in the middle of it all. Three Massachusetts teenagers. Mm. And like, I would not have had to read anything about what this book is about to be excited about it. I have an arc of it and it, every single day I have to dip my hands in concrete so I do not open <laughs> this book. Like, I cannot wait. Kelly Link is one of my favorite authors. She is just a gem. She is one of America's literary gems. I absolutely cannot wait. It's out in February. It is just, oh, I'm so pumped. Uh, what is your next one? Amanda Montel has a new book coming out this year. Um, these are two books I did not even have to look up that I knew, which is not like me. I don't know many books. I have to really do a lot of research or Mallory does research and tells me what's coming out. But this is uh, The Age of Magical Thinking. It's about like our brain's cognitive biases, which is Ooh. like totally up my alley. And it's Amanda Montel, who I really like her work. I think she does really great nonfiction work. So very excited about that. And uh, what is your, you have one that I'm also excited about. I didn't even realize. Wait, I got to pre-order while you're talking. Yeah, I already, I pre-ordered this so fast my computer started smoking. (laughs) Uh, So this is, this is, again, another thing that is, another book that has been anticipated, not just this year, but like for several years. This has been a a follow-up, a sequel to one of the buzziest, most important graphic novels of recent years. It is the book two of My Favorite Thing is Monsters by M.L. Ferris. I cannot overstate how excited I am about this. Like, basically, the first book is all about, it's like a fictional diary of this 10-year-old girl as she's trying to solve a murder of her upstairs neighbor. And she's really obsessed with monsters. So that's the lens through which she views the world. And all the illustrations and art are just like very monster-like. And she just has like a very interesting, different, slightly supernatural view of the world. And this is going to be book two of her life. So it's, I think it's when she is a teenager but she's still keeping a diary and uh, she's still investigating the death of her neighbor and I think it's a lot more biographical because it's you know when she's it's written by her as a teenager and teenagers are a lot more introspective than 10 year olds and it's going to be filled with all of her monsters it takes place in Chicago in the summer of 1968 and this is another thing like I didn't need to know they didn't they didn't even have to submit any jacket copy for this book all she would have to say is my favorite thing is monsters part two and I'd be like here's my wallet what do you need <laughs> like I am so so pumped about this I these are two books that even before I read them I feel like they're going to be on my list of best of books of 2024 so anticipated so exciting what's going to be a good year of books Bria I'm, I'm excited 2024. It's going to be a great year. I just pre-ordered it. I just pre-ordered it also. Hell yeah. Well, folks, we would love to hear about what you're excited about that is coming out this year. And again, keep an eye on your Maximum Fun bonus feeds for our most anticipated books episode. It's going to be the last one before this year's Maximum Fun drive. So check it out. There is going to be a massive, massive list of all the books that Bree and I One, we're excited about ourselves for the spring of 2024, end of winter, start of spring. But also we specifically pick out books that we think glassers are going to like. So 
There's a massive list of them and it's only for Maximum Fun members. It'll be in your bonus feed. And if you sign up at any time, you can listen to all the ones, all the all the past episodes as well. You go to MaximumFun.org slash join to sign up to support us. And if you want us to solve your book problem, solve your book tech issue, answer your recommendation request, send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. We want to thank the wonderful mods who run our Facebook group. We really appreciate you all over there. I know that Bri and I are no longer on Facebook, but we really, we still think about you all the time and we know that the group for reading glasses over there is popping. And remember, if you want to get some new cool stuff to start off your 2024, you can go to our Void Merch store. There are all kinds of cool pieces of reading glasses merch in there from bags to shirts to stickers. It directly supports us and helps feed our hungry cats. And if you like the show, you want to do something nice for us, please rate and review us on the podcast listening app of your choice. It'll only take you 30 seconds on your mobile app. And it's really great for us. It helps us reach more listeners. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Reading G Podcast. On Instagram at Reading Glasses Podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for reading. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.